This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I'm joined today by Gabriel Bringers. Hello. And Robbie Payne. Slided again. Yes, indeed, sir. Indeed. Mm. Uh, I've settled into this for like weeks, so I'm just going to get used to being second. That's That's right. And then then he'll flip it up. Technically, you're number three, so booyah. That's true. So. (laughs) True. He does always introduce himself first. That's right. He does. He's always number one. Yes. This is Joe's realm. That's right. Mm. This is my world. This is my world. This is my world. Uh, folks, we've got some uh, we've got some cool Chrome OS news this week. Uh, Robbie has a new device that we are testing out, sitting on the table in front of us, and we're going to get to that here in a little bit. It is of a tablet variety. I'm it's very not impressed. the duet. It's it, not the duet. Here's, Let's here's just say that. I will say this before we get to that part later. I figured out um, in the last I don't know what four to six weeks we've probably had. Gosh, how many new devices have we had? A lot. Yeah. It just feels like there's been just a big kind of push of, of new devices that have all shown up. I think it takes me about 24 hours to form 80% of my opinions about a device. Maybe more than that. Um, so, yeah, I've, I have some opinions. Because yeah. I've had it for I haven't had it for quite 24 hours, so I haven't given it the What time full... did it show up? It showed up at like a little after lunch yesterday? Yeah, 2, something like 3 that. o'clock, something like that. So, I mean, we're coming up close enough on it that... I have some pretty solidly formed opinions already. Uh, well, it, we've been talking about it so much, it's almost like those ideas are floating around already, and you just needed to get it in your hands to actually test those Right. So uh, I had all these things, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I was up till 3 a.m. Yeah. So, yeah. Because, I'm, of course, I'm, I was. Called it. I'm, yeah. surprised, <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't have a bunch of WhatsApp messages. Hey, guys, guys. Hey, I noticed I was say, this. I, I was leaving yesterday and said, hey, Joe, just be prepared. We're getting messages at like 4 in the morning. So I was pretty close. I thought about sending you a message uh, this morning just because you had said that, you know, right before I went to bed. And I was like, nah, there's no need to do that. But, yeah, I was <laughs> I up my phone. I would have seen it at 645. Yeah, I was going to say, was, my, my phone's on do not disturb. So. I was up till 3 yeah. um, because I got home and... Uh, you know, it's it's COVID nineteen time. So uh, when I get home in the evenings, my wife has been home with the kids all day. Um, she is not a normal stay at home mom. So yeah. I, I try to do my best to go in and and be dad and be husband and put everything else down uh, in the evening. So I was I was that until about eleven last night, and I was laying in bed, still in my mind 
in the back of my mind, there was all these questions still like, what, what would happen <laughs> if this happens? And what, uh, what, what do I think this would, what well, I bet you if I tried this and this would do that, I just couldn't get my mind to step doing that so uh yeah i put put some clothes back on and yep. went back downstairs well, and yeah. spent four hours playing with this device so it's so like we talked about yesterday you know we're fortunate that we get to do uh, a job that right. we think that way about you know you're you're so right. interested in something that you can't go to sleep because you're your you're, your mind's just going on on possibilities of things that you could test and try and i mean i don't know i'm kind of weird because i get that way about a lot of things that I, if i set and focus sure. on something sure. It could be like for my old job, it might have been a proposal or something like I'm not super passionate about that, but I probably wouldn't have stayed up. I, I might have my mind might have been running about it, right, but I wouldn't right. have like gotten out of bed and went and worked right. on it. Uh, the other night I was sitting and looking at these uh, graphic presets and trying to figure out how to do those in Final Cut and stuff. And gosh, I was up super late looking at that uh, motion. What was the name of it? Motion VFX. I don't know. I found this company uh, that Marquez Brownlee referenced, and it looks amazing. Yeah, so we could we could see Hopefully. some cool, fun graphics. Stuff yeah, people on are our asking. Videos. People are asking. We put out an unboxing yesterday of this 10e that we're going to talk about, and people are like, "Oh, I guess you just skipped over the Galaxy review." And I'm like, "Folks, these reviews aren't like we we just don't churn and burn those, right, especially like, yeah. not for a device like this. Yeah, yeah. unboxings are walking to your mailbox, and reviews are mowing your lawn. Yeah, right? there you that's go. A good analogy. There, there you go. There you go. Yeah, because we we got this box in, and and of course, like with unboxings, they're so timely because the the device has come in. We want to see it. We have a bajillion questions usually about it, especially with this one. So can't get an unboxing um or you can't use the device until you get an unboxing right um, so it's like we got, we got to go film yeah, this and we, so ju- we, we legitimately the unbox these you all are seeing us take these things i mean some of these devices we get our hands on it at shows and things like yeah. that but normally it's just it, you're seeing it as we take it out of the box so you know Robbie's normal throwing the paperwork that's something he's always done and it's because <laughs> that's what he does with paperwork when he opens a new thing it's yeah. just that's why we have boxes and it's random real. things scattered yeah. all over the office. It's bad right now. Oh yeah, it's real bad. Can't it's get bad. out right now. Yeah, yeah. so we're boxed in. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> uh, terrible. Yikes! I'm not uh, a comedian. Yikes! My wife so, thinks I'm funny though. So, so speaking of a new device that we have in the office, um, Gabe, you wrote an article this week talking about. Um, I I don't. I don't know. It is it is scarcity. I do. I, I guess it's okay to call it Chromebook scarcity right now. Uh, it's um it's an interesting time when there you know when all of this started. There were so many people that were buying devices and trying to get something for the house or trying right. to get some for the kids. Um, and now we have some of these newer devices coming out, but then some of the stock that we're used to seeing isn't there now and. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and it's and one thing uh, one reader pointed out, and they are correct, is that this isn't just Chromebooks. It's, this go, I mean, your your average three four hundred dollar Windows device that you could walk into Best Buy and buy right now isn't there. Uh, devices are scarce, and the ones that are available are priced at or above retail. Um, normally, Best Buy's Chromebook page has a dozen or more chromebooks that are discounted they're usually 20 30 percent off you can find a deal on a chromebook any day of the week uh they're oftentimes one of the deals of the day 
uh, right now, you'd be lucky to find a Chromebook at yeah. Best Buy. I mean, they have very few, and the ones that they have are probably not something you want to buy. They have refurbished devices that are priced at almost retail. It's just they're and it's it's textbook supply and demand. I mean, they've they've been selling because everyone needed devices. I'm sure that there were schools buying devices, businesses. Uh, everyone and their brother was buying devices for at home, for work, and for schools and all that. And now the inventory is just not there, and retailers because we live in you know capitalist mindset retailers saying hey what we've got left we can mark them up because people have to buy them and that's and that's okay it it is what it is but they're just hard to find is it it, is it just a matter of the rush that that we saw to get devices that that uh limited stock or is it that i mean i'm sure that that Obviously, we live in a, a global economy. Uh, you know, is it is it also that shipments just aren't aren't yeah. moving around the globe, and, and we're the, just not getting things? Yeah. I think the timing was just bad. Uh, we had discussed uh, um, Acer was on Fox Business a couple of weeks ago and discussed uh, their inventory situation because. Going into the new year, a lot of these manufacturers are ramping up production of educational devices because they're getting ready to um, start marketing to schools who are making making their budgeting decisions for the next year. So they had actually uh, benefited from that because they had stockpiled a lot of uh, education-focused devices, but they did it gearing up to the Chinese New Year because in the Chinese New Year, which is China is where the majority of these manufacturers are, Bitland, Compound, all those um, I think compound compound in China. I think, I think so. so. Anyway, they shut these companies shut down for Chinese New Year. So for a week, everyone's off work. So there's no manufacturing going on. There's probably not much shipping going on. There, everything shuts down. Well, then the pandemic happened right after the Chinese New Year, or right in the midst of the Chinese New Year. So I think normal production for the normal consumer market probably took a hit. Uh, at the, at one point in time, the only thing going in and out of China was shipping, but it was limited. So while a lot of these companies had stockpiles of educational devices, the normal market devices that are going to Best Buy and Walmart and BH Photo and all that probably shut down. So when the pandemic hit and it hit over here and people went out and bought up all the Chromebooks and all the other devices, there was no nothing to replenish them with. with yeah. Well, I mean, what sort of... I mean, obviously, we don't know, and there's all sorts of, you know, I, I like economics, and I, I like, you know, watching, you know, some, some different opinions out there of uh, different financial people, and there are some people that are saying this thing could, this thing could have a financial effect, an economic effect for, you know, two years. What, what sort of, what sort of, I don't want to, I don't want to say a reopening because that's what everyone's talking about, yeah. but like. As things maybe get moving again, do we think that these Chromebooks will 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 get replenished? Do we think that the inventories will get restocked and people will be able to just go get Chromebooks again? Like what what sort of time frame? Yeah, I, if you I, had to I, guess, I, don't know. I mean, I mean, we're, we're guessing here. Yeah, but. I mean, it, it's hard to tell because we, we were. We we had some trips planned this year, and we had uh, things arranged with uh, manufacturers for um, for media stuff where we knew that there were devices coming, and generally those devices get announced, and then they get released, and now the announcements have been pushed back, right. which tells right. me that the releases are probably going to be pushed back. Uh, Acer, ju- Acer had three devices that they announced at IFA Berlin in September 
those three devices and a fourth device have shown up on their website as new Chromebooks that some of them we knew about, some of them we didn't. But all in all, there's four models and like a dozen configurations of the different models, but none of them are available yet. So, yeah, I mean, and I'm guessing here, I'm not an economist or anything like that, but I would imagine the ripple effect for manufacturing will be like you're seeing a lot of factories coming back online now in China. Well, that's that's good and that's encouraging, but there's backlogs of stuff now that need to get made. So the last few months then get pushed forward because now stuff that was gonna that should have been manufactured in January and February didn't get it. So now that stuff's getting manufactured in May, and so you it, it's going to have to have a ripple effect. And I I doubt most of these these. Uh, manufacturing plants are just sitting around twiddling their right. thumbs most times so it's not like oh well we'll just fill the gaps with the stuff that's that's late you know we'll move it forward i mean there's there's rumors that the what? iphone like the iphone yeah. 12 will get delayed so my thought is a lot of our fall stuff that that we normally see in the lead up to holidays and stuff like that those things are probably going to be in danger of, of getting pushed back. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see how there's not going to be yeah, some of that. And so some we're going to get like the stuff that Acer already talked about that was preloaded and right. they've already done. Already in the queue, but already I sitting on factory shelves maybe. By Q3, late Q3, Q4, we'll start seeing the impact of all this because it's it's got to kind of shuffle down because all that right. stuff is already some, in the queue. And summer's usually relatively dry for Chromebook releases anyway, so I would say it's painful to say this, but I would say from summer to fall, it's probably going to be a little bit of a drought. Not, yeah, not a lot other than anything that might have got slipped through or any major releases. Uh, we know of a couple devices that are should be getting announced here in the next few weeks, but that doesn't mean they'll be available. It might, no. they might not be available until the thing, fall. The thing that's hopeful for me about some of those things, like, uh, and again, we can't really comment on what or who or any of those things, but we do know that there are going to be some... Um, announced releases and with that being the case i just um again i'm guessing here but i i don't think that the companies would bother announcing those things if they didn't have a plan to get them to market within a reasonable amount of time i'm not saying they're going to announce them and launch them tomorrow you know but they could announce them and still launch them within a month or something. Right. right. So, because some because of the, if not, just don't announce yeah, it. Yeah. Some, right. some right. of these devices we were expecting weeks, if not month or two ago, and these announcements have been pushed back and it makes sense that they are getting all the logistics in order to say, okay, now we're ready to announce this with a later. plan to get them out. Right. Yeah. But I still think even though we've got those announcements coming, we know there's a handful of devices those devices have been in production for a while. Right. So like we're starting to track, for instance, um, some MediaTek chips being worked on some, bo- some baseboards being worked on. So the, the up to the device we've just, we're talking about. So the, this has the MediaTek 8183. Uh, we've already seen 8192 yeah. um, right. being worked on that device. Whereas I probably would have said, Hey, we'll see this at CES 2021. Yeah. They're, they're coming. They're working on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now Maybe it's, not. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they might have a pro be able to still get a prototype put together. Like sure. that's a whole different thing. Like when we're talking about mass production, so things done, we're ready to, to make it in mass. That's a very different process than getting EVT and DVT stuff together where it's, we got one, we can show you, you know, we've, we've managed to put the thing together one right. time, two times we, that can be done in smaller yeah, plants. We, we have all the parts. We can put them right. all together to create one. That's a prototype, right. you know? So I, I don't know. It's going to be, um, 
I don't want to say interesting. Like, man, I can't wait to see how it plays out. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna suck um, yeah. in a yeah, lot of ways. It but it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch how some of these bigger companies um, navigate some of this stuff and figure out different ways to go about doing things and streamlining. Because companies like Apple, for instance, um, what what is it? Just in time mm-hmm. uh, manufacturing. manufacturing yep. um, they they are. I read an article about that. Is it's mind boggling? Yeah. Oh, it's and crazy. A lot of companies do it, but they do it like they're on the edge with just-in-time manufacturing. Down to the it's hour, like, yeah, basically. They, things get delivered as soon as they're needed. Yeah, they only make what they need, and then they sell it, and then they make it, and, you know, and it's just like this very tight thing. That's obviously all getting just blown out of the as water. Soon as, right yeah. one, as soon as one piece of that, right. you know. That um, one plant that makes that one thing, and yeah. now it doesn't work. But I think, uh, it, it, it was my logic sound here, that if that's the case, if they're able to that quickly provide ramp-up, then that means they they should have over the course of three to six months some flexibility there to be able to adjust, adapt basically, yeah. yeah. Versus, right. hey, the supply chain is nine months, no matter what. Well, now you've wrecked that and you've pushed that off. Well, okay, well, there's no fixing that. But when you're dealing with just-in-time manufacturing, it's like, well, there should be some adaptability. I'm not saying it's not going to get delayed, but there's right. got to be some adaptability so there because it's so flexible. Right. So the interesting thing to me is. You know, we've we obviously make you know uh, we we make money through advertising on our website, uh, and we've been in conversations with our advertising vendor about this. And it, some of this is the way that I kind of look at the stock market and, and investing as well. You know, when things are down like this, obviously there are a lot of these companies that are pulling their money out of advertising. That's one of the first things that they'll pull their money out of. You know relieve some budget, you know, keep people on payroll, boom, pull, pull out our advertising. Well, then there's other people that maybe have a lean operation or maybe have certain reserves for payroll that are saying, wow, this is an incredible opportunity now to get some ads at, at such a low rate. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to dump in more now. And you're, you're seeing some of these interesting, you know, branding and marketing and PR things going on you know, these different commercials of like, well, when we get back together, we're going to be here to do this, you know, like it's this top of mind awareness now that these brands are working on. And so it's interesting, like in this weird time when Chromebooks aren't getting released, are there going to be those companies that see that as an opportunity and try their best to put something out and get it out as soon as they can so that I mean, obviously there's pent up demand. There are people that want something or maybe they've been waiting for the new thing and if Lenovo puts out the duet, maybe that's just the thing they wanted and it'll blow up and, 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 and people will buy it, you know, hand over foot because they, was that the phrase hand over foot? Did I just make up a new phrase? It's a phrase. What hand over fist. Hand over, hand fist. over fist. Hand over. I like hand over foot better. I'm going to go with hand over foot. Okay. That's what I'm doing. That works. All right. So, Seems uh, uncomfortable. they're going to, su- it was funny. I was, li- I was listening to the, is it the Kane show that's yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's local, local, uh, my man, local DJ, uh, here in, uh, no, he's not local. They're not he's local. syndicated, bro. Oh, it's a, sa- oh, okay. Yeah, they're in Tampa, Boston, Louisville. Where is, where are they though? Are they in like, um, up? some of them are in Tampa. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, they, they're I don't listen to it often. There's two or three of them that are in the studio, and the other one's remote, always oh, okay. remote in. So it's called the Kane Show. Yeah. So other people might know this. See, I literally never. I listen to. I'm nerd. I'm nerdy. I listen to NPR and podcasts, but I do. I had it on this morning. I love the Kane Show. They, they were talking about. <laughs> he was. Uh, they were asking about weekend plans, and one of the other hosts was saying, trying to say was like intern, in a, intern John. 
I don't remember. They, I think Kane's off this week for yeah, some reason. I don't know. But they were talking about they were talking about the word they were trying to look for was an affinity for something. And she was saying like an affliction or something. <laughs> and then and then he was like, you know, I just yeah, I like it a lot. You know, there you go. That's an <laughs> easier it. way of saying it. Right. So people are going to buy a lot of them. Yeah. You know, there we go. And, well, and this serves probably as a, though, right, I mean, as, obviously. A, as a decent segue as, as we move to talk about this device. But I don't know that, I mean, again, we're, we're guessing at so much of this here. We're, we are not economists. We're, you know, that's not what we do. That's I not play, how we make our money. I play one occasionally. In the, <laughs> in the day trader market. Um, but when we when we look at like what Lenovo is doing with the Duet, if you would have told me in January, uh, which we're now seeing all these reports that CES is a, a probable place where the coronavirus really took off, uh, what, what, that'll be an extra episode of the Chromecast talking about yeah, that. I, I, I told my wife, I'm like, it's crazy that serious theories. I 100 percent believe Gabe had it. I 100% believe he if he got the antibody test that he would he would show that he had it. But that's a whole 100%. I won't mention any names, but another big influencer uh, came home from CES and uh, about three weeks after was. Well, he put it on Twitter. So yeah. Oh, public. yeah. I mean, my, Michael Fisher. He yeah. was he was hospitalized with pneumonia and a virus that was not the flu. And they, he's like, they can't tell me what it is, but I feel like death and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, yeah. he totally had. Yeah. You scroll back and look at his tweet. I mean, he was he was he was pretty rough. Yeah. Pretty. And that's exactly what my household went through. Uh, my daughter, who just happened to be on medication at the time for an ear infection, never got sick. Uh, but the other three people in the house, it was it was bad. And um, CES, I mean, CES. Yeah. Well, Gosh he, darn it! Yeah. The hundred thousand <laughs> anyway, people, hundred fifty thousand people coming from all we, over the globe. You cannot. We luckily didn't. We, I mean, we were still on the show floor every now and then. Yeah. But but luckily, we were out at different. You know, dude, um, had we been on the showroom whew, floor, like we would have been in maybe years have past, all, all yeah. been sick. There's, yeah. a, there's a good chance. But yeah. the thing is, I mean, we were all together. So if Gabe did have it, you know, yeah, there's likelihood. a good chance that yeah. you and I would have gotten it. But I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe you just caught it right at the right time. I, I didn't know. wash my hands enough. I'm sorry. Cheese, <laughs> disgusting. No, just yeah. Gross. Um, anyway, so I don't. I didn't want to derail us there, but. If you would have told me at CES um, that when this thing was getting ready to launch, which we we feel pretty confident, you know that launch is going to be happening very soon. I think yeah. they're going to hit their May window easily, uh, if not right at the beginning of May. Uh, but if you would have told me when we were sitting in that room and I was playing with that tablet that they weren't just going to launch this thing in the U.S. that they were going to launch it in most markets. Yeah. I mean, heck, China, Australia, Canada, U.S., most of Europe, the U.K. You know, like it's it's going to be a massive wide rollout. Uh, Taiwan is on that list. Uh, it, it, there's just going to be a ton of markets that are going to get this thing. We've seen landing pages for all of these markets and in, in their native languages and all this stuff. So I don't know that they're doing this in uh, response to the pandemic or not. It, uh, it's hard to say. It, yeah, I, I mean, it fit, this feels like what the, it was their plan all along, but who knows? I mean, but I, like, I, it feels like the stars are aligning a little bit around this device because in a normal circumstance, I think it would have come out. It would have gotten reviewed and praised well because it's priced ridiculously. Right. Um, and, and I can go ahead and tell you using the 10 E, which is basically it for, for a, a little under a day someone it's going else, to be fantastic someone online someone on the youtube video said it's not the same processor 
That's yes, it incorrect. Is. It's they, are, like, they are listed differently, but they are the same processor. It's the MT8183, yeah. which is also listed as the P60T, but they, street they're name. the same. Yeah. The, street name. The architecture is the same. It's the, the exact same arm processor. I was like, I've heard you guys say multiple times that this is the same oh, processor. There's yeah, no 100%. way that it's different. Yeah, I mean, right. and Sorry. if you yeah, if we got to if you want to pull up, you know, commits and stuff around this this thing is Kodama, the the duet is Crane. They've been they're developed, both 81, yeah. They've same, been developed next to each other same, the yeah. entire time. Anyway, right. okay. same screen, 400 nits, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. I can tell you using this thing as a tablet is it's the best Chrome OS tablet I've ever used. Like it was actually really fun to use it as a tablet. Like and I, I've never been able to say that about any Chrome OS tablet to this point is that is the is it what's the contributing factors there if you if you were to say well, let me, if you were to I try to me, think about why you liked it more before i i've lost my point there but <laughs> my whole point was like i don't know if lenovo planned yeah on this wide of a distribution and if they did great if they didn't great it doesn't really matter the way things are lining up though like the pent-up demand that we just yep. talked about it, where it, people it, need an affordable chromebook I, it I, it can blow up. Yeah, I mean, I think this thing could blow up. Well, yeah, because it could go the other way, and you could have all these people wanting a Chromebook, and then somebody I won't say a, we'll just say let's make up a name. Let's make up a manufacturer's name, Dell. Yeah, if you were <laughs> going to say true. Dell, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> John Mulaney's kid. Uh, they could be like, hey, here's this two hundred dollar Apollo Lake Chromebook that does sort of everything you need but it's cheap and you can buy it people would go buy it because the demand is super high and it would be a horrible experience and it would be a chink in the armor of chrome os in general right or it's it's a bad look this comes out in the midst of everything that's going on the timing's perfect the stars align like robbie said and people can go drop less than 300 dollars on a device that pretty much does everything yeah. It's a great tablet because it's not like, oh, this is an okay tablet or though this is an okay Chromebook. It does everything you need it to do. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And so it's it's really interesting to see how this is going to play out. Um, and we don't know for sure like that they're, they're going to roll this thing out in all those markets the same day. Don't know. Um, we do know it's it's coming soon. It's looking um, like it might roll out overseas before it does here. It's it showing up it's on like up resellers and what was the what was the blue uh, cool blue cool dot blue yeah. Dot I mean, we got a couple. We got yeah, a couple we got here. some. We got yeah. So I regardless, like I, it's going to roll out and it's going to sell really well. And assuming that they understood that going in, that they, they should have the inventory to support it. Like those things are all important in in this, but I think the the absolute demand for this thing yeah. is going to be through the roof, like and the, because the of the timing, quality, like you said, like the timing could just be yeah, it I could mean, be the, great. The quality and the the value presented here is, I arguably like the best we've ever seen in the Chrome OS space. When we talk about value, like so what you're getting for you're your gonna, dollar, you're going to love that. I'm going to bring this up because I always talk about this company, and the guys are like, enough already, uh, Hodinkee is a uh, website that I frequent and it's all about watches, uh, automatic watches and vintage watches and, you know, nerdy stuff like that. But, we need to get a sponsorship from these people. <laughs> right, because I, I bring them up enough. Uh, they, do, they do a thing called the value proposition. It's a segment they do where they talk about, you know, affordable 
pieces of, you know, uh, uh, I was going to say pieces of tech, but they're watches, uh, affordable watches, and they go through and really explain like the value proposition of it. I think the value proposition for the Lenovo Chromebook Duet is going to be pretty incredible. Um, what was the what was the wish list thing? So basically, is that all of Amazon wish list? People? Well, that, it, it's, bro- it it's yeah, it's broken up into whatever Amazon's ca- categories. But it was it was either the laptop or electronic. I think it was the laptop wish list. But it was number six at one point in time for a device that is still you can't buy it. You cannot have it. It's not like oh, this is Amazon Choice or this is really popular on Amazon right now. That's like. This is what people are looking for every day, all day, which is crazy. We're, I, I, I think, I think there's a chance. I mean, I'm going to buy one for myself. Uh, we might get one like for the office. I know Robbie, you'll probably buy one. Gabe, I don't know if you'll buy one or not. Yeah. There's a chance we'll have like three or four of these things. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> so, a guy that works in the co-working space. Uh, he's he's going to buy one too. Yeah. I mean, 280 bucks. You're getting an awesome tablet period oh right it's moved up to number five wow okay <laughs> wish, yes. so you're getting an awesome tablet like if you think about a tablet as a whole like what what is it that you need to use a tablet for right it's going to be able to do those things right you're going to be able to hold it and you're going to be able well. to like, yeah exactly like, like it's not like the slate which was a tablet but you couldn't really do a lot of tablet things on it right right so this is actually a tablet you'll be able to do all of your normal tablet things and then when you want to dock it, you'll be able to be super productive with it. Or if you're on the go, it comes with an included folio yeah. case yep. with a keyboard and right, trackpad. Right in the box for that same price, which, uh, it, again, the, so the value proposition is really I might really just buy ridiculous. two of them. <laughs> I mean, have one in the bag, one in the house. I'm, I'm hoping uh, Lenovo also will launch their USI stylus along yeah, with, yes. with the device. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, I get that it could be a separate purchase, and that's fine. But it like, should be available the day the device. Yeah, I really hope so because we Asu still don't said, have one. Asus said they have a pin, right? Coming or yeah, it's coming. They, uh, yeah, so, so no one's released one yet. We have the one from HP with a 12B Chromebook. Robbie doesn't like. And it. I just don't. I think there's. It's just not a great pen. Um, every USI Chromebook I've tried it on, so it's the third one now. It's just okay. Like the edge edge detection sometimes doesn't work. Um, yeah, it it doesn't like with an EMR stylus, for instance. Um, the the one that's in the Samsung, I can lightly. I'm just literally let the the weight of the stylus fall on the screen and move the pen and it picks it up, and I push down harder. And obviously, it's four thousand levels of pressure. It should be able to to deal with the lightest touch on the screen. If it's contacting the screen, it should do something. Uh, so far, this stylus doesn't uh, and on all these Chromebooks. Right. I can't. The, the tip of the stylus actually has a little bit of action in it, and so I don't mm. know if there's... I have no idea. It's um, like actually activating something as you right, press, maybe? Possibly, and so you have that to press stupid, down. That stupid, though. Yeah, and it's a terrible <laughs> way to have to write. Yeah. You know, like... To have to write everything with pressure is, is just awful. I, I, I write super light. Right. And so, like, it may not pick up some of the that's words. that's what happens. I, I write in cursive, too. So I like start I trying to write on, yeah. with a stylus, and suck. it's constantly misses stuff all the time. So it does work technically, um, but it's not great so far. But it's not like, oh, well, let me try a different USI stylus. Good luck. Yeah. Like, I feel like we have the only one that's in existence anywhere, like the, the single infinity stone. Here we go. This is it. Everybody come get it. You know, you can borrow it for a minute if you'd like. Like, 
it's it's so bizarro and i i don't know that's a subject for another time yeah. i, I kind of yeah. just wish that they would have just said hey eh, universal stylus is cool but how about everybody just use emr yeah. Like what? What is wrong with EMR? What? Yeah, that's what the thing. The I'm not really sure what EMR can be. Uh, they don't need batteries. You can make a big EMR stylus. Yeah, Bamboo sure. makes a ton of them. Sure. Or you know, how about this? Include a stowable stylus in your device, and if you'd like to go to Best Buy and buy a Bamboo EMR stylus. Have at it. That's yeah. my thing is that the, the USI isn't necessarily a specific tech. It's just the cross compatibility is the standard. Right. So why not just say, okay, if you're going to make an EMR stylus, make it compatible. And, and maybe that people are just trying to pigeonhole the, their own devices. But I would love if I could grab the stylus out of my whatever and use it on a different device why yeah. not just do that yeah yeah and that's what usi wants to do it's it, just not doing it is, well is this thing have you tried the does it is this usi yeah. compatible so this would be the chromebook number three i've tried that pen on yeah and it uh, didn't so work the well. asus the hp and then now this and it, like i said it, it works and i'm using air quotes it, it works technically it's just not great uh, compared to what the stylus feels like for instance on the samsung it's it's not even yeah. close. Like the the little stylus on the Samsung's fantastic. Yeah. On all the apps, like I, any app I use it on, yeah. it's just like wow, this is great. On this, it's just like eh, I got to push down too hard, and Someone, it's not doing the tilt detection. <clears throat> so when I'm trying to do the pencil thing, it's not picking it up because I guess the app doesn't. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, and I don't want to think that much about a stylus. I right. don't care it just that needs much to work. about it. Yeah. Yeah. If I it pick it up and I need to take it right, you know, yeah. do it. So so. Uh, so, so one of our one of our YouTube members was asking if you uh, if if you're gonna keep using the uh, Galaxy Chromebook and I I messaged back and I said he may or may not have a Pixelbook Go on his desk as of right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> he keeps trying to force it on me yeah. to do development. Yeah. So stuff. so we have the I'm we thinking. have the full we have the full review coming, people. Yeah. It's coming. It so is let's coming. Not, let's not yeah, let's don't, not dig don't, into yeah, that. Yeah, don't let that be, make you think that's what his review is going to be because it's <laughs> yeah. not. But he's yeah. just he's, the, the device yeah. is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. If you're a YouTube um, member, you can go check out a little preview that we did. Uh, yeah, and we, I mean we we talked quite a bit in there. So if you want a little sneak peek, go check out our YouTube membership. Yeah. But it's an amazing device. Yeah, so let's 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 wrap up this piece before we take a, a quick break here. I want to come back to what are the the factors that are making you with less than twenty four hours in hand. What are those factors that are making you like this overall experience of the Lenovo Ten E, which again is the ruggedized EDU version of what we think the Duet will be. Um, well, not what we think. It is. It is. Yeah, this is. It is. This it. is the duet and and armor. Why did basically. I say that? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So it's it's the uh, portability is awesome. So what's one, the weight? One hand use. This one is one point one pounds. The duet will be point nine nine pounds. Um, so it's. Uh, I looked it up. It's fifty grams heavier than the duet. So it, this one's already easily usable with one hand. No big deal yeah, at all. Yeah, hold it. Um, but take that and then take, you know, um, a cup of coffee off of it or something. I don't know. Uh, the liquid in the coffee. So, yeah, it, I mean, completely usable with one hand. Uh, used it literally all, all night last night. So I put my phone on my charger in the room, left it alone. Um, so I watch the nightly news every night. You know, I used YouTube TV on here to cast that and control that session. Uh, watched some YouTube videos, played some, some games. Um, I don't want to give everything away about this thing yet. Um, but like Call of Duty, uh, the Android APK runs perfectly on this. Like, not just like, oh, it, it's moving. 
It literally crashes on every Chromebook we've ever tried. But I'm guessing that's an Intel versus ARM thing. So, or I'm sorry, x86 versus ARM thing. So it's working on here. It loaded up, signed in, started playing. I was like, cool. So I adjusted my buttons enough. Gyroscope works the way it's supposed to. Graphics look amazing. It's smooth. Frame rates are great. And I played a couple matches. I played some five-on-five stuff. Like, not just, hey, it works uh, in concept. It completely works. Like, 100% playable, like... Robbie can get rid of his iPad. Playable. Not yet. Because <laughs> PUBG still has... PUBG is completely playable as well. It looks great. Uh, frame rates are great. Colors... like It all looks great. The For some reason, they have the gyro. And Obviously, I use gyro yeah. aiming. And so you, you tilt up and down. It goes left, right. Yeah. So... Um, that's, that's, that's something they could fix. If hopefully. they choose to. Yeah. yeah. That's on PUBG, probably. Yeah. There's something in the way that they interpret whatever. But that's to say, like, gaming on this thing is going to be great. Um, and again, that's just not something we could universally say about uh, Chrome OS tablets because a lot of them had Intel stuff inside. The Slate is where kind of I'm going, the Slate, the HP. Um, and then the, the ARM tablets we had before were so slow, it didn't matter that they were ARM. They were just terrible. So this, this kind of bridges that gap. Um, so gaming was awesome on it. Uh, multitasking was really great. And, you know, having a tablet that's this size, that's, you can navigate kind of like you can with your phone or the iPad, the swiping gestures and all that kind of stuff. That, that stuff matters. Like, you know, the way you navigate an OS uh, matters. I, I don't want to try to touch small touch points and, you know, hit X's and use windows on this thing. I want that when I'm at my desk, but when I'm not, it needs to have a, a navigation system that makes sense and works well. And it does all those things. And, you know, they just moved to this, so you can tell every once in a while there's a stuttered animation. It was the same way with the Pixel phones when they first moved to some gesture navigation stuff. They'll get that cleaned up, you know, they'll they'll get the bugs out. and But the, the stutters and stuff I saw were very tiny. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't even in the way. I, they didn't bother me. Yeah, it's no. the polar opposite of, like, when the slate came yeah. out. Yeah. And, every, and, and the default experience was, man, this is yeah. rough. Now it's like, oh, oh every once in a while there's a hiccup. Yeah. Mark, Mark has hated on it. Oh, yeah. And deservedly so. Probably yeah, rough. Yeah, at that reason. time, absolutely. Um, but this is the opposite of that. It's yeah. fluid. Things feel really good. Um, and it's, it's fun to navigate. You know, it's fun to browse the internet on it. It's fun to check my Twitter feed. It was fun to read Google news. It was fun to I actually took it, you know, instead of using my phone uh, as I'm going to bed to read the I was book hoping I'm reading. you were going to say, go to the bathroom. And I was like, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> too much information. A little magazine um, reading, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to be able to read my book in bed, you know, yeah. two panes. So I have yeah. a page on both sides oh, to be able to lay dude. down and hold this up with one hand and read. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy. You know? So like, I, I did a ton of stuff with it last night, and it didn't feel like I was shoehorning the experience, which I've done with other tablet-type things. Like the Samsung, for instance, can flip around into tablet mode, and, and that's that's fine. I'm not taking that. Holding th- that in bed for yeah. half an hour. It's light, but it's still 2.2 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that's fatiguing. That's a, hey, I flip into tablet mode for this one thing real quick and then move on. This is, I'm going to live and breathe in tablet mode. I I, you know, that, that there's some things I think they're doing with this one that are education focused. So for one, like the extended monitor stuff was weird. Um, we're trying to figure out if that's a bug or if that's a quote unquote feature, yeah. but like when EDU you plug an extended thing. monitor and it goes to mirroring first, like that's what it wants to do. And the, the keyboard that's going to come with this one won't have a trackpad. So if it did extend the display, like you would have to go find a mouse to use cause you can't get 
it's why the iPad can't do an extended display very well until now they've added mouse support because how do you get how do you control the other yeah. thing you know and so if that's kind of the goal they're aiming for cool um, if it's a bug cool you know hopefully it gets fixed the Samsung was acting wonky on Chrome OS 80 when I first got it when I plug yeah. it in it wouldn't recognize my monitor blah 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 so that that's a thing I think hopefully with the duet we're not going to have to worry about we've done some research we've looked at older MediaTek uh, powered chips and they they can work fine yeah. yeah they're fine with it so I'm, I'm not too concerned about that at this point now um and that literally was my only hang-up last night. Yeah. That was literally the only thing. I, I was mean, like, oh, my God, if that, if I get this device in and I can't extend it to at least a 1080p monitor for a second screen to sit down and get work done on a daily basis, like, it hurts a little bit, the, the productivity of this. However, there's still part of me that thinks, like, this little tablet will be my run home. In the bag. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, I keep I keep the bigger Chromebook for those types of Your situations when I need type it. stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I could, yeah. the, the more I used it, the more I could see myself one 90% of the time. Yeah. I'm just going to use this. Yeah, that, like this is all I'm going to use. It's, um, and that's weird, it's, but I love the the experience of using it. And I even, they have some Android apps pre-installed on this. Again, I don't know if that's EDU stuff that they're doing. Like I couldn't uninstall YouTube and so I have the YouTube app on here and I can't take it off. I could disable it like you can on some Android phones, but I can't uninstall it. That's weird. Uh, and then Gmail was pre-installed, the, the Gmail Android app. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I'll try it. And kind of delightful on this. Yeah. Uh, when you don't have a keyboard and all that stuff, like the, the Gmail app is actually yeah. better to use yeah. when you're just using touch gestures because you can do your swipes to archive and all that kind of stuff. And I, they might have converted me over to using the Gmail Android app for a little bit. Uh, we'll see. See how that plays out. But all of that to say, like, the initial impressions with this thing have been so, so good. Like, I, I enjoyed using it so much last night. Um, and I was putting it through its paces. I mean, I really was wrenching it. I threw GeForce Now on it um, just to see how it worked. Because, you know, we talked about that this week, that the newest version of GeForce Now works on Chromebooks. Uh, maybe signaling that they're maybe they can't get their web player working, and they're like, "Hey, we're going to let the Android app work on Chromebooks." Right. And that would be that'd be fine. Great. Uh, and it works pretty darn well on you know other Chromebooks I've tried. It works excellent on this thing because I'm sure there's some hiccups with Intel versus ARM that you don't have to worry about because we've tried it. We did a whole video on GeForce Now on a cheap Android tablet, and it's awesome because. Yeah. It doesn't need the tablet's horsepower to work. Right. It, it just needs that connection to be solid. Um, and so firing it up on here, connection was solid. Played a couple rounds of Fortnite with no real issues um, from a lag perspective. Obviously, Stadia loaded yeah. up and, you know, looks amazing. Now, did you try uh, Fortnite native, like installing the app? I didn't. Um, I guess is it. I don't know. Maybe it, it, well, now, that, now, that, that, now that it's officially available yeah. for, that, for the it, review, there it we go. runs pretty poorly, even on my Pixel yeah. Four yeah. XL. I like it. It does okay, but it struggles a little bit. So yeah. I, I can't imagine it would run that well on here yeah, if it did. We'll have to test it. Which is bizarro town because Call of Duty to me is more intense. It just yeah. looks like it's beautiful. It's a beautiful game and. It is butter. I don't know what the what coding magic they've done with Call of Duty, yeah, but it's, it's smooth. It does not take much to run that game, uh, and I'm 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 even in, you know, the battle royale matches where it's a huge map and a hundred players in and smooth, yeah. buttery yeah. on a very middling. I mean, <laughs> it's a two hundred eighty dollar Chromebook, folks. 
that comes with a keyboard. Somebody was somebody was asking about pricing and like where we got it. Uh, what did we pay for that one? Two fifty. Someone yeah. was like, "I can't find it for less than two sixty. and I'm like, "I don't know where we ordered yeah, that." Yeah, it, from, it but ranges between two fifty. Yeah, but now, now this is the ten e, and the ta- the keyboard does not come with it. Right. You so know, you gotta so think it's it is quite a bit more expensive when you think about a value proposition. And I don't even know if you can find the keyboard anywhere yet. No, I looked, so. um, can't find it, so I'm using a you know the the Logitech pair that we've reviewed, and it works. Awesome. That works fine, um, but. It forced me, it was kind of good, it forced me last night as I was working through some of the things I would do, like sitting on a couch. I'm used to pulling my Chromebook out. I didn't have a keyboard that I could just easily get, so it forced me to really use this thing as a tablet, which yeah. is probably a good thing, because with the Duet, I know my behavior patterns are probably going to have me get the keyboard out sometimes. Just Want to, yeah. Yeah, just, I'd like use to that. type, um, and so I won't use it as much as a tablet as maybe I would with this one. Sure. Um, but... We were talking to somebody today, um, for sure, like you could go get this. If you need a Chromebook right now and you want something that's good for the kids, I mean, this thing's made to take a beating. Um, you're not worried about extending the display and you've got a keyboard and mouse around that you could use and prop it up in a stand because there's, there's not even any cases for yeah. it right now. You could get a generic 10-inch tablet case yeah, probably. Uh, right actually, that's funny because I think Lenovo actually has the They've case. Got like a case, like a hard It's like almost like a case. life-proof kind of yeah. case. Yeah. You can't buy the device from them, right. but you can buy the buy case. case. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it would work. You know, find something, find sure. a little laptop stand or something or a tablet stand, stick it in there and, and pair your keyboard. It's it's a solid Chromebook that could be a tablet too for your kids. I didn't get a chance to get my kids to test. I need to get their thumbs up on both Minecraft and Roblox. Mm-hmm. I don't play those, so I install it. And I'm like, I don't. I want them to test on something they would actually how they play. would actually sit and play. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna run them through Some those cool tests stuff. over the weekend. Uh, but ultimately, this is this is not me saying, hey, go buy the 10e. Um, if you need a Chromebook right now, and 250 bucks is a good like. It's hard for me to think of another $250 you could spend better on a Chrome OS device right now. Uh, but it's so difficult with knowing the Duet's probably just around the corner. Like, I, I'm, we're not saying, hey, go buy this one instead. Um, if it was the exact same experience and the keyboard came with it and it was just ruggedized. Yeah. They're completely different story. might lean towards it, actually. Yeah, because yeah. I kind of like the idea that I don't have to, you know, be light with this thing. I can just kind of drop it forever. And it has a headphone microphone forever. jack. It does. Uh, there was a little bit of noise in the headphone Interesting. Jack. But I mean, very, very little. The Duet does not it. have that. Yeah. So it doesn't. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So sort like, of. I still got to test. Yeah. You know, Bluetooth headphones with gaming and yeah. all that kind of stuff because the speakers are hot garbage. Yeah. On it. Um, yeah. Go go watch our all the hot garbage. And somebody commented on YouTube: well, "Tablets aren't meant to have good speakers." False. The Pixel Slate has amazing they're speakers. They're probably some of the... Uh, well, I have another go, Lenovo tablet that has good okay speakers. They're, they're not great, they're but they're good. Uh, yeah. The Every iPad, since they started making an iPad Pro, has freaking awesome speakers. Yeah, My little can, iPad mini has yeah, they can, pretty darn good speakers on it for a little tablet. They, they can, can be done. They can, it can be done. So, yeah, uh, so. yeah I, don't, I don't buy that argument. Um, this was completely a, a place where they saved some money. And yeah. honestly, if you're going to cut corners... That would yeah. be number one corner to cut in my book. So yeah. overall, so far, uh, incredibly impressed by this. And all it has done has made me way more excited that the duet is coming soon. I, I cannot wait to have that 128 gig. I hope, I hope the 128 is available day it's one. Immediately, yeah. Take yeah, my money. Great. Yeah, that'll be awesome. So go, go check out the unboxing. Uh, it's over on the website, chromebox.com. Got a nice little thumbnail that we took yesterday. Uh, so go check that out. 
And uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick break for an ad and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. We have some some cool kind of uh, cloud computing uh, news to talk about. And the first one I want to mention is this uh, service that Robbie came across as he was looking through the, oh man, what's that website called? PWA.rocks. Uh, yeah. yeah, we had a, a reader ask, like, hey, can you all put together like a, a, a database of PWAs? And I'm just like, uh, no. <laughs> so it's PWA.rocks? Yeah. yeah, and it's definitely not been updated well. Uh, there's quite a few PWAs that don't even exist anymore and stuff. Yeah. So they're hard to find. You know, he just wanted like one place to go for yeah. all your PWAs. It's like, yeah, that's that's why we're so excited about PWAs showing up in the Play Store exactly. for Chromebooks. Like, yeah. Because eventually, hopefully, that's what exactly what this becomes. Right. So, so this app that you found is called Snapdrop, and it's basically it works essentially the same way as AirDrop does. Old school AirDrop. Yeah. So through um, so, the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Back in the days, remember when AirDrop first came out, and people would just you would hop on a Wi-Fi like a coffee shop, and you'd see like six people, and people would just send each other random stuff. It would be that. So if everybody's like, yeah, like into Snapdrop and people were all using it, you went to the coffee shop, hopped on Wi-Fi. And Anybody who's set up they to had be it open, available. Yeah. They're just, Did you ever figure out the little setting? Nope. Where you could maybe change that? Nope. That would be At the cool. bottom, yeah, it says uh, like this device is. only or something. Yeah, because it says this device is visible, colon, <laughs> to everyone. I'm yeah, like, but that you would, can't change it. That would imply... <laughs> That I could change the thing after the colon. No way. That is not the case. No way. Um, yeah. So if you could, I don't know, favorite devices or or like I yeah, don't know just your contacts maybe like if it could pull. Yeah, but then it's got to be able to pull tied. into your contacts. And you yeah. Give it permission to all the stuff. So, so whatever. It's like, it, yeah. It's it's more of a. This is very straightforward, simple. It gets the job done. Hey, we're when in the done, same office together. I need yeah. to send you a photo. Right. Let's send it on Snapdrop. I did right. it this morning. We, uh, well, yeah, we did yeah. it. Well, twice. you you all did. Yeah. I did it because I needed to. I took a screenshot while logged into one account, and then I didn't want to have to email it to myself and then go to my other account right. and do that, whatever. So I literally opened it up and sent it to my phone, and then it synced to Google Photos, and then it was right there. So but yeah. it was all in one fell swoop. It was awesome. Yep. Yeah, so it's a it's a really cool PWA, but all of that, I mean, that's just a cool one that we found. The other really yeah. cool thing is that you've been playing around with with the the PWAs being installed via the Play, Play Store, Store. Yeah. on Chromebooks, and what that is now allowing you to do. It's a little bit different than than just clicking up in the browser. And it seems like they're they're doing some things through the Play Store now that are really going to be beneficial. Yeah, it's it's really leveraging the Play Store outside of its box, basically. So I I always thought of the Play Store being kind of confined to the Android container, and it's going to do stuff for Android apps, and that's it. So there there's always been this weird thing, and I'm, it's been around long enough. I'm assuming it's just going to be around forever. Uh, that 
in addition to Android being able to uninstall apps via some sort of app manager or your launcher or whatever, in the Play Store, if you go to an app you already have installed, there's an option to just uninstall it from right there. Well, that's always been an option, obviously, for Android apps, even on Chromebooks, too. That's just an additional place you can you know, see stuff about your app. Um, when this start first rolled out and we started seeing PWAs installable from the Play Store, there were a couple things that, in my mind, I just would have assumed that's still not going to work because actually this is a PWA. This is something in Chrome. This is on the Chrome side of things. This is not an Android app. So that thing, that particular part of this equation won't work. And that would be one of them. Like if I go to to Twitter uh, in the play store and install it, it installs the PWA. We we did talk about this already. Didn't we? I don't know that we talked about that last week. Yeah. We talked about this last week because last week we had done, you had, we had talked briefly about pwas the week before but then it was right after that we that talked twi- about like yeah, yeah this we talked thing. about the so yeah the the things that that came up this week were these additional things so you know being able to install the pwa from um you know from the web store or from the app store instead of a web store or web you know based thing like that that's a pretty big deal like the the fact that that exists was cool um but again, I assumed that that wouldn't translate into all of the Android stuff being there. So um, I'm trying to think how I ended up, even ended up. I was trying to, I was going to go uninstall it, and I wanted to see if it was installed because I was like, I need to test if this whatever does something. So I went to the Play Store, clicked into Twitter, and there it was, and it said uninstall. And I'm like, seriously, through the Play Store, I can uninstall a web app that's in, basically installed in Chrome. So I clicked it, yeah, uninstalled reinstalled it it installed the pwa again and and again i'm looking at this from a user perspective where you don't understand any of this that's going on because most people don't care it's not that they couldn't understand if they sat down and we talked to them they'd be like oh yeah, oh, that makes sense. I, yeah. I you don't saying. you don't want that yeah. but they they don't understand and they don't care they don't care to know they they're just want fine their, they, they just, just want, want their stuff i want twitter <laughs> I just want my stuff. Right. I mean, Can like I you get, stuff, yeah, you get in I your car, you get in your stuff. two-year-old car, you put your key in the ignition, you turn the key, and it starts. Most people have, you know, fifty years ago, it was pretty simple what was happening. Now there's all kinds of stuff happening right. when you turn the key on your car, and it's not that people are dumb; they just don't care. They right. they pay forty thousand dollars for a car; they want to get in, turn the key, and go. Gabe's, exactly. Gabe's just cranking out the good it's metaphors, analog- man. Dude, I metaphors. Got, I got, yeah, I, got, I was going to say analogy. Ca- I got car metaphors all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. so they, the, the same thing's true here. So that that's part of the experience now that's been added on. It's like, okay, this is more Android app-like. And then additionally, uh, if, if you go to um, Twitter, if you uninstall the app, go to twitter.com, you'll see the prompt up in the URL bar just like you would with a properly coded PWA. It says install up there. <laughs> You click that install button because what I was trying to do was work around and be like, okay, well, what if I install the PWA through the URL? Is the Play Store going to pick up on that? Well, they close that loop too. So you click that. It opens the the Play Store. And then the question was, uh, you install it through the Play Store. But then the question was, okay, well, what if I don't have Android apps installed? Like, what's Mm -hmm. it going to do then? Well, then it just installs a normal PWA and skips it. Like, all the loops are closed. It's brilliant. Yeah. The whole thing... There, there's no gap here where people are going to be like, oh, well, I did that, and then this showed up, and it, you know, like, no, it's so, the loop is completely closed for these types of apps where they're where the developer is ready to say, I don't want you as a Chrome OS user, I don't want you using my Android app. Our PWA is full featured. 
I would rather you use my PWA. That's the situation that has to occur before one of these is is right. uh, ready for that. This yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. YouTube TV was the same way. Like the YouTube TV app literally never worked on a Chromebook. I was never able to install it, and the Twitter app was not great. It was no. made for a phone, and you could tell there's all kinds of wasted space, and it was weird, and it didn't lay out right. Um, with Facebook's new redesign, could I be could, something. I cool. could possibly see that happening with Facebook. Um, Instagram is really good on the web right now. Um, the only you can't share to Instagram, but I mean, how hard is that for them to fix? They're Facebook for crying out loud. So that wouldn't be that much of a stretch for that to work. Pinterest has a great PWA. Just replace like they should already replace that one. That one's been on PWA rocks for a while. Like has a great. Hey, here's a great example of the utilizing the web completely for your app. So replace that one. Spotify, the mm. Spotify web player is amazing. It's installable as a PWA. Replace that one. You know, so yeah. we could see in in pretty quick turn here. I think as developers Swap start seeing like, these, yeah. oh, cool, yeah, I could do that, and it's going to alleviate all the Chromebook users that are like, oh, my Android app sucks because ultimately. People get a Chromebook and they see the Play Store and they go, that's where I get yeah, apps. Exactly. And then they go and install yeah. some of these Android apps that are yeah. meant for a phone and, and they install and it. And it's it looks like, like hot garbage. Yeah. What is this trash? And so the developer, without doing probably too much to their application, can probably set these things in motion. My guess would be if uh, I.O. was happening in two weeks, this would be a session. I right. always guarantee it. To say, hey guys, getting look, your stuff from here to here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we they've accepted PWAs on the Play Store for a long time. This is a step beyond that. This is saying um, somehow the Play Store knows that you're on a Chromebook, knows to offer this up instead, and knows to handle it in this particular way. Well, and it's it's fascinating for, how for, good it is. I know we're not we're not hardcore Android developers. But the the code we're, we're not the, any core Android <laughs> developers. Actually, I'm, I'm zero yeah, core yeah, Android developer. I've, to put on top, of I that. made an app one time. Go ahead, Jim. You made an app. I did make. I made an app one time. The you uh, used a drag and drop. I turned. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I yeah. turned Chrome Unbox into an app exactly. once, and then no, the, quickly the, deleted it because it was. Ugh. Yeah, I I don't remember what I was going to say. I digress. Okay, <laughs> so. The only missing piece here, really, uh, is Linux. Yeah. But, and, and for the, those of you all that have used Linux or are somewhat familiar with Linux on Chrome OS, the, it's it's Debian. I pronounced it right. Debian Buster, which is Debian 10. So it pulls, it, its native repository is Debian Buster, but Google has their own custom repository that it's part of crostini it's actually you can look at it in your in your source list it's googleapis.com cross packages 83 buster they already have the place to put put, put it oh, man. apps yep and then they all they have to do is integrate it into ah, the play store ah, same way same thing again users will never know you just need your they, stuff they'll, they'll know it's a linux app once they install it but or they might they might well, not i don't well, know they might be like hey this looks like a windows here's app here's the thing we say that um, and you know if if you know what you're looking for you can look at the the twitter app that gets installed via the play store and you can see the telltale signs that it's yeah. a pwa but you know where you can't this tablet in front of me when uh, i open twitter on this thing yeah, it goes all that screen. top bar gets yeah. hidden yep. so there was uh, one of the apps. That's, like I said, they pre-installed a few apps on here. You didn't even. I know. wasn't yeah. sure which one I was looking at. I had to dig down into it, and I had to get the Play Store open and find that app and see that it wasn't installed. Yeah. Wow. To know that, oh, th was that the App Store or the Play Store, or was that a web app? I I, I don't know. Well, and 
That's, I think, what they're after here. They've got the app service that works in Chrome OS that says, here are all your apps. You can change your notifications. You can uninstall it. You can change permissions all in one place. Eventually, if you want to find it, sure, you can find which what place this came from. But I think Linux gets lumped in the, here with everything else. And it's just, right. it's you click the button and the app is on there. Yeah, there's still some tweaking that needs to be done as far as how Chrome OS handles Linux apps because of scaling and the fact that it's running in a container. It, there's still some wonkiness. But as far as the installation process, the, the pieces are there that they could easily integrate this that into. That would be so cool. Yeah. Well, then it's like you any app you need, you could just go to the Play Store and get, right. yeah. you know. And we've and talked about matter. this for years. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that, that yeah, you don't have to go search around for your apps. You, you have the one place. And that's why these, you know, I mean, you know, apps apps changed the way that phones obviously, sure. you know, work. And, and they had to have a delivery system for those. But then as that progressed, you now had that... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It basically fragmented everything because right. you had this team of developers working on your iOS app and you had this team of developers working on your website and then you had this team of developers working on your Android app, right? And and so resources are spread out. People have different specialties and different languages to work with those different apps. It's crazy, right? So now, for P- in the sake of a PWA, you know, you could you could have one group working on this PWA and it works everywhere. Right. And iPhones could do it. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's Everybody the core, that's one of the core benefits of PWAs. And the other move I think that would be awesome and would help all of this out for developers is if we start seeing the same move, like what if Twitter oh, remember, gets to the I point, what I think I was going to say, I think yeah. I said this maybe last week, what if Twitter gets to the point where the PWA is, solid enough that they did the same thing on Android too. Like yeah. if they didn't have an APK anymore. Yeah. I mean, just, I, I don't use the, I use the web yeah. app on my phone. Oh, I do too. Uh, like it's too. great. It's fantastic. But it toggles if, there now. And it gets to the point where it's good enough. Like what would stop them? What What's the point in keeping multiple code bases? Why exactly. not? Hey, we're just going to keep dumping into this PWA and guess what? That's also the same code base that runs our website. And that's also the same code base that runs the iOS and the Chrome OS and the Android it's all one thing. So now all these developers can be working towards the same goal. It's That's all, the point. It's all responsive. All it all works on any different yeah, yeah. size device. It's, ugh. And that's it makes where, so much more w- sense. When that stuff starts happening, that's where the developers get to benefit from this. Oh, sure. Um, so this is this is one move in a, in a larger, hopeful, eventual what? move towards getting PWAs. I, and Microsoft does this too. Like their, their app, little app store that... No one hardly uses, it seems like. People always hate on their app store. But they, they deliver PWAs mm-hmm. as well. Like, you can go there and get PWAs in the store alongside their other apps. So right. we're seeing more of a move towards this. And it seems like Apple is the most hesitant towards this. But at least their browsers now support PWAs on iOS. And those are important things to happen. I mean, Apple has to be convinced to move in the same direction as other people at some point if if we want to see wide adoption yeah. of stuff like this. So so I remember what I was going to say for the Android the Android hardcore Android developers out there not us. For those people, if they have this awesome Android app and maybe they even have an Android app that's like doing well on Chromebooks, like they've added the code that work make it work well on large screens. What is the process and I feel like I remember this getting discussed at IO last year like what is the process for them to take that and get it into a PWA? Like, um, is it totally separate, like languages, and like is it is it 
Yeah, usually they, there are tools to work the other way around. To right, take your, yes. To take your website yeah, and turn it exactly, into an Android yeah. app. Um, it, it just depends. It so depends on the app because it's not like there's a whole set of languages for applications and then there's a whole set of languages for the web. There, there's a ton of overlap. Almost, well, I mean, every application you look at uses CSS. That's That's the building blocks of creating stuff that looks good. So they all do that. Most of them use JavaScript at some in some way, but they start getting different in the way that they go about coding some of those backend things where the, the the server language that delivers the application to you like those that's where it starts fragmenting a little bit and for some applications at this stage they have things going on on a technical standpoint that you can't replicate with web-based technologies and that's that's the only limitation of PWAs like the web is getting way way more functional but there's still limitations here. You what know, would be an still, example of that? Uh, like WebGL, for instance, is is a 3D render. It's quite powerful, and it's gotten really good. Is it as good as OpenGL? No, it's not been around as long as OpenGL. And maybe a game developer is listening to this and going, oh, that's not true anymore. Maybe not. It didn't used to be true, for, or it used to be true for sure. Maybe they're, they have parity now. But I would assume there's some differences in the way that you write code for one versus the other. So when we start talking about games, like if you want to run 3D games, there's going to be some limitations to what you can do with web-based technologies. Now, we have it embedded on our site. I Unless think still, you're Stadia. Like, <laughs> but see, that's different. Right. That's that's streaming. You are streaming. You're, you're running a, a WebRTC stream, video stream. That server is still coding. Right. They're writing the code for the code base of that. I'm talking about writing an application that's code base is built on web standards. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody is. I mean, there there are web games out there. Um, I mean, we've we've played uh, Roblox and not Roblox. Uh, Minecraft has the Minecraft web. Yeah, yeah. Player that you can play the OG original version of Minecraft completely in the web. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect example. But OG Minecraft is how old now? You know, so look at the gap where we where we are. We're talking about now Minecraft on consoles and stuff has ray tracing and all these 3D lighting effects and stuff. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do that right now in a browser. Um, but it's the gap keeps closing and closing and closing. And what that means is apps like Twitter that aren't nearly as dynamic as something like a 3D game can go, you know what? All our bases are covered. Like, we're not trying to reinvent our wheel here. We want you to be able to post and share and like and comment and thread things and respond to messages. You know, um, yeah, you can cover all of those things with existing web technologies. So, cool, yeah, PWA is perfect for us. And that's that's as, that's as what we are going to see as the, the gap continues to close. Like, there could be a day, there could be a day where game developers like like 3d stuff gets so good uh via web-based stuff that you're you're what's one of your options like Mm -hmm. you're like huh well um am i going to build this and this or i'm going to build it in that i'm going to build it in this so i can just deploy this wherever i feel like and we were at one code base Mm -hmm. we are not there yet yeah Uh, i don't even think we're close Um, but there's some cool 3d games that exist out there that i've played like bullet force and stuff like they exist on the web completely and so it's possible. It's just we're not there where there's a hundred percent coverage. Where oh, you just you're choosing to make that Android app right. instead of this this uh, web based thing. No, they they kind of have to still. It, it's almost like it's almost like for some of your. I don't want to say utilitarian because they're not like Twitter is still a robust PWA. Oh, it's, it's but it's awesome. like it, it's like what's the 
like that sort of productivity type uh, application. It's what 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 am I what am I trying to get at here? Like it's a it's an app that you use to get some things done rather than render all these things and play this game and enter right. this different universe. Like it's more of, hey, I'm going to go on. I'm going to try to get this thing done. I'm trying to get this tweet sure. posted or I'm trying to, you know, whatever it might be. I'm trying to go on Pinterest and do this right. one thing on, on there. Yeah, it feels like they've closed like, that gap yeah, first. It's like um, those apps are, are great I mean, for it. You've got these new developments with WebXR and stuff like where right. you've got these AR touch points and stuff like stuff we've messed with on phones yeah, already. It's crazy. Drop a hundred different things in space, all happening live in a browser. It's all on being rendered on the web. Yeah. And so it's that gap is closing faster than we think. Um, and it's just a matter of, okay, who's going to be the first one to use web technology to launch a, a, a bigger name game. game yeah. um, because, I think this is going to continue to further splinter if uh, uh, streaming gaming like Stadia or GeForce Now really take off. Right. And that's a question mark. Well, we don't know for sure. But if those things take off, then game developers are only going to be encouraged to keep writing more complex, crazy games for these cloud-based gaming machines that can do 10 times what your best single at-home machine can do. And it's like the divide is just going to keep yeah. getting wider because they're going to go, oh, I can do what now? Yeah. We can have a thousand people in this thing yeah. or I can render 1,000 of those monsters? It's well, a, cool, I want to do that. So they're going to write for that code yeah. base and the web's still going to be like, you know, coming up behind going, well, I yeah. can I can finally run like, PUBG Mobile in the browser. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, exactly. And like maybe it just makes sense. Maybe it just makes sense that for hardcore graphic intensive gaming for now, you know, maybe the the best route is to just have it on some server and you use, you know, WebRTC or whatever to stream right. it. Maybe that, that maybe that works. It's just like the underlying work that's being done to advance the web is that maybe still it's, yeah, happening. It's, it's or, moving. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. So, um, and, and you, yeah, one last point I'll make on this. Um, and I don't want to say gaming is like the end-all be-all because, like, we're not really even gamers. <laughs> like, no. We play mobile we gaming. We are casual gamers. At but here's, that, the, yeah. here's the interesting part. Think about five, six years ago, like, the games that you would play as casual gamers on your mobile phone would not be what we're playing right now. No, it was like... And there, was no, there would be no player base if you tried. Clash of Clans. Right. It's mm. that, that kind of turn-based, turn very simple yeah. graphics kind of stuff. And, and now here we sit where on a daily basis I play Call of Duty Mobile and PUBG Mobile, two of the biggest you know, first-person, third-person shooter franchises, and tons of people play Fortnite on mobile. So take all three of those, think of their player bases. I mean, hundreds of millions of people play these games on phones yeah. and tablets, yep. like on a yep. daily basis, constantly. Their player bases rival the largest player bases of any game. And this wasn't even possible five years, six years ago. It, like the to figure out how to deal with battle royale and all that, like not even possible. But the technologies were still being worked on and developed. And we went, man, wouldn't it be cool if one day hmm. we could we could like get a, like yeah. a pocket version of Fortnite <laughs> or PUBG? Well, yeah. none of these existed back then either. But right. You know, or, or these first-person games like what was the um, the Call of Duty ripoff that's been around from Game <laughs> I can never remember the name of it. Uh, Modern Combat. Oh yeah, Modern Combat. Modern, yeah, yeah. I played Modern yeah, Combat played that for, for years, a lot, yeah. and everybody else did too because they wanted Call of Duty on a form factor like a phone. And they delivered. Gameloft delivered that for years. I, I would say Call of Duty showing up was probably a bullet in the side of that game. <laughs> yeah, that was that since. was Robbie's yeah. Android test bed for oh, a yeah, long time. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember and that. it looked great, and it was fun, and and it was one of those games again, just like all these other things we're talking about. That it answered what people yeah. were really wanting, 
before a lot of other people got around to it. Well, now we're at this point where it's like you just kind of expect these games on your phone, your tablet, whatever. You a $250 Chrome OS tablet running Call of Duty. And it's not just like some gimped game that you're like, oh, I guess I'll play that. Like, it's great. It's so much fun. Does it look like a game that's going to be on the latest PlayStation 5? Or does it look like something that's going to run on Stadia with all the ray tracing and the amazing, like, rich, lush graph? No. It doesn't look like that at all, but it doesn't need to. But is it like sixty oh. percent of their the way there? Seventy percent? Is it enough that I can 80, get engrossed maybe? in a game and yeah. have fun? Right. Absolutely, and that wasn't the case a few years ago. Yeah. And so I feel like this conversation we're having right now is the, that exact same conversation. Right. We're just instead of talking about mobile, we're talking about the web. We're yeah. talking about the web, yeah. and yeah. I don't know how long it'll take, but I just I still get the feeling that eventually, like they're they're spending too much time on WebGL and. Web XR and all these things that someone's going to take it and realize the benefit here, especially again because it's one code base. Yeah. When we get to the point where you don't have to write your game for Xbox and then figure out how to port it to PlayStation, then figure oh, out how to port it over to a PC, and then oh, figure out how to get it on Stadia. And uh, no, you write one time, and you all your developers are focused on one code base, and they can just go and make a great game that anyone can play with any device. Yeah, like that's, I mean, that's an amazing thought. It's not there yet, but no. it's an amazing thought. We have a we have a uh, gaming developer that works in our co working space, and. I mean, how long have they been working to get to their game? Oh, wow. Ten years. To, Ten years. To, yeah. On to PlayStation and Switch and all that. Well, the game, I mean, I'm sorry, is, is that, yeah, that yeah, old? But I think it, it took them eight years the, to yeah. get over there. Eight yeah. or nine years. Yeah. And, I mean, the since he's been here working with us, what, maybe two years? It's just been like all he's been working on is getting the game from oh, yeah, PlayStation, the last few years Xbox, just porting, and, just and porting. Switch. Yeah. Right. And so, you it's move crazy. The, you move the basic code stuff over, and then you've got to tie up all the loose ends. Yeah. Well, this Make doesn't it work all in this. Oh, this here and this it doesn't area. use that language. And, yeah. and like, it is, it's intensive. And I would imagine most developers looking at this thinking, huh. So <laughs> if maybe in two more years, that tech will be to the place where I could just write it once. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you serious yeah, right now? Start, start investing in that. And that's what Google <laughs> has worked for years to try to provide that for developers, making it easier to push things out. And they're, especially lately with Chrome OS, getting things to where we can, we can build this once and make it work for everything. Yep. You know, we're, we're, we're a long way away from before that works cross platform for everything. If it ever does, I mean, there to some degree, PlayStation, this, and that, whatever they have their exclusive games and they want to keep them that way. It, you're not going to have a, a single push button yeah. answer for everything. I think, but I think, I think consoles are, are going to be done in the next. If streaming gaming takes yeah. off, I think. I think possibly. it will. I'm going to put my, I'm going to put my, uh, I'm going to put my vote in. I'm going to say it's done. I'm saying, I'm saying someone's going to figure it out. I mean, even these big companies, like they're going to figure out a way to, to do streaming and make money doing it and do it, do it a right, do it the right way. Do they, do they still have consoles for, you know, five years or whatever? Probably. Probably. Yeah. You know, but, but in, in 10 years, are, are, does yeah. no one have a console? And you could that see, would be you so could cool. kind of see that divide happen. Like you have these ultra mega crazy server based, you know, gaming experiences. And then I could see the web like PWA games, if that you know becomes a thing. Maybe slowly supplanting what happens on mobile, yeah, sure, on tablets and yeah. stuff yeah. like that, on lower power devices like, that we're not. Again, like it's that expectation. We we open up PUBG or Call of Duty, and we don't expect Stadia 
level graphics. We don't expect a PlayStation 5 and a bajillion teraflops or petaflops or whatever flops they got. Exaflops. You know, we don't we was. don't expect that. We don't get it, but we still enjoy the time we have playing this game. And I think there can be that divide. You know, yeah. it, it can be there um, as long as those PW... Like, no one's going to start writing games for the web for these crazy, massive, powerful consoles. Like, they can write native language for right. that con- You know, like... Yeah. That's way off if that ever even becomes a thing. But I think the idea that a PWA-based game could eventually become something that developers, you know, sink their teeth into. And if the delivery mechanism's right, they don't really have to go and explain this to anybody. Like, oh, uh, well, see, the PWA is Mm -hmm. actually using web Mm -hmm. technology and we only have to write one code base. Like, they don't have to say any of that stuff. Like, go to the Play Store, click Call of Duty and install it and play it. You know, and yeah, you're you're using Chrome technically. You yeah. don't know it. It's okay. Right. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Just works. Then Google yeah. just has to figure Thanks. out the ins and outs of the People. whole advertising and in app purchase and all that stuff. But your yeah. Google accounts are all tied together anyway, so it's exactly. it shouldn't really matter. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I mean uh cloud computing for the win. You know? Uh it's open, man. Yeah. It, uh, and open source always it's, ends it's, up winning. It's why we it's why we like this stuff, people. It's why we like these Chromebooks. Uh, so, hey, we've got a, let's just kind of hot take a couple other quick things here uh, before we wrap up. Uh, one of which is a comparison video that we put out on YouTube comparing the new Asus Chromebook Flip C436 versus the older 434. And in the end, the winner was drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. 434. The older Chromebook won. Yeah, we got to talk Man. about value. It's value Man. proposition. Man, um, all these people waiting for that 436. You know, it was gonna be the, it was gonna be the what, what not prede- predecessor, the heir apparent, yeah. heir apparent. Yeah, man, the 434 was so good. If they just tweak a couple things, they can make another amazing Chromebook. I mean, we we love the 434, and yeah. we've we've. There's so many other, like, we're not alone in this. There are a lot of other tech reviewers that have said the 434 is great. Yep. They and, tweaked and, the wrong thing. And, and if they just would have, if they just would have listened to everyone and to listen to the concerns and fix those, and it's almost like they did the opposite. <laughs> in, some, in some situations, they made things worse. Some yeah, because we, we referenced yeah. this as a sidestep, but in all honesty, uh, it was a step back yeah. in, in a couple ways. Yeah. In a couple of ways. Yeah. Not that yeah. it's not a great device. It's, yeah, it's go. really good, but I just, I, I've got the i3 sitting on my desk right now. Like it, it feels akin to uh, some people could say um, the Pixelbook Go is a slight step backwards from the Pixelbook. Mm. Fair in some ways, right? In some I mean, ways, yeah. We look at it; that's fair. Um, it's that type of thing that we're yeah. talking about here. We're yeah. not talking about like the four thirty four is great, and this thing's a piece of trash. No, it's not. It's just they had the opportunity to go and fix a couple little things that would have made this like push this over the edge of being a fantastic device, and they yeah. chose to either ignore those things or, in some cases, make them worse. Like the keyboard backlighting thing is so bizarro to me, you know that. People complained about it last year, and it didn't bother me that bad. No, On this it's bad. one, it's terrible. Like, right. See, that's so why I don't really agree with the analogy, though, because you put the Pixelbook and the Pixelbook Go beside each other. Yes, the Go, the Pixelbook has some functionalities that the Go does not, but is there any one thing that you can look at on the Pixelbook Go and say, uh, it's not as good, and you might be able to, but is it not as good as the Pixelbook? Hmm. Yeah, the screen. Okay, uh, so so the screen. Okay, uh, screen, 100%. The, I think the, the aesthetic build quality of the Pixelbook is still one of the most unique-looking devices ever made. Um, 
Uh, keyboard, trackpad, or both a push, pen and butt for some people, but that's a functionality. Yeah. Right. Thing. That's so. Uh, I'll give you that the the screen then. So it, and it was because it was the four hundred nit three by two, and yeah. now you're the standard sixteen, 16 by, nine. by nine. It's a good screen. It's not great. Right. It's good. But yeah, the Asus just feels like they 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 kind of derailed on the co- the keyboard's hard to deal with. I can't. Yeah, I it's, really it's kind of it's it's uh, the, the back the keys don't go down very well, yeah. and it doesn't have a, a good thock. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. The trackpad's good, it's but terrible. it's not. It's it is it's better. Glass. The, Asus, yeah. the trackpad is better than the four thirty four. The four thirty four's trackpad's probably one of my biggest knocks on it. It's like a plasticky thing. Uh, this is a, a glass smooth good click you know like they, they did fix that yeah. the screen is a step backwards i think the problem is that we work on pixel books so much and then we try <laughs> but, but you got to have a standard right, right? there's a there's yeah. a standard hey this is the the, the thing you should aim for yeah. i and will say this the speakers aren't bad but oems you need to stop branding your speakers unless like stop okay, it yeah put just take your device and set it next to a pixel book go and play a song on both of them and if it's kind of close to the Pixelbook Go, slap a brand on it and be proud of it. Yeah, because Asus <laughs> went Harman Kardon. HP is the worst with the B&O. You're, you're, just, you're just wasting ink printing yeah, it on there. The, the Asus right. speakers aren't bad, but I'm not like... They're not good. Yeah, They're I'm, not great. I'm not like, oh yeah, that's Harman Kardon quality, but the B&O on the HP... B&O should bad. be ashamed to have their name on those yeah, Chromebooks. They're, they're not good. <laughs> and and like the... the hot garbage. The 436, like you crank it up full, you know, like the keyboard, the keys rattle a little bit. Yeah. It just doesn't sound yeah, good. And then the build quality, again, I've read other reviewers and they're like, oh, this is solidly built. Uh, okay. Um, but I would challenge any of you, if you see one once things go back to normal and you can walk into a Best Buy and pick it up, tell me it doesn't feel like it's made of plastic. It, it and, I just oh, handled it oh, today. It, and it don't like forget, you're paying eight hundred dollars for it, right? And, that, yeah. and that's again, for hundred dollars more, you can get yeah, two hundred dollars more. You can get the Galaxy Chromebook. Yeah, and that's or buy a, a completely <laughs> different. Like it's a completely <laughs> different story. The, the Galaxy Chromebook, and again, we're not going to give away that review yet. But I'm going to go and tell you, like when you start going down the list of things that make a great Chromebook, it's, it's got a plus. lot. It's got a lot of them. You know, it does have an Achilles heel and we've talked about it. The battery life is not good, but it's, you could, if you love all those other things enough, you can figure out a way to make the battery work. Yep. Um, adjust, adjust your usage in a, a way bit, yeah. that, and, and that your expectations yep. about it and all that stuff. And if you're one of those people, it is top notch the yep. way that thing is put together. Yeah. So when you hold it next to the Asus, it, it it's not, like I think we're not even going to do a side by side. No, I think we're going to do a 4K. It would be sh- such a slam dunk. Yeah, it's, like, not, even it, close. it's not worth yeah. doing. I, I will tell you, like if you're going to spend a thousand dollars on one of those two Chromebooks, I don't care if the battery life's rough on the Samsung. If you're go ready to it. go buy a premium thousand yeah, dollar Chromebook, go sure. get that or get the the uh, i5 Pixelbook Go with 256. Yeah, gigs and, and if you're absolutely out on the Samsung or maybe even a Pixelbook, if you're picking between the C40, the i3 C46 436 at eight hundred dollars, or you can find a deal on the eight gig C434 like like there was last week where it was like five hundred. Yeah, you're going to be happier with the 434. Yeah, absolutely, you are. Yeah. Uh, it's, you're, and you're not missing out much on what they fixed. Like, right. It's not like the trackpad was abysmal on right. the 434. Right. No. It, was just, it, was it wasn't great. Nitpicky. Yeah. Wasn't Other great. than that, yeah, it's pretty good. Fingerprint sensor and stylus support, but if you need those, you're going to buy a device with them. So sorry, yeah. you're just stuck with that. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 a it was a it was a fun comparison to do, you know, because uh, 
because at the end of the day, you know, these these two devices that we thought were going to be so similar still share some similarities. Mm-hmm. But there were just a couple of those things that that we had talked about in the review, but I think putting them side by side in that video oh, yeah. uh, was fun. And so, yeah, definitely recommend everybody go check that out. We're, I don't think we're going to do a comparison between the 436 and the Galaxy because it just it doesn't make sense. It would just be like, hey, the Galaxy wins, basically. I mean, it would go down the, the <laughs> list. Because even yeah. when we talk about like the internal specs and stuff, like the two we would have to, well, I, I guess you're apples to apples. Technically, that's the one place that the Asus would win because yeah. the battery life's a little bit better. Yeah. Battery life on the Asus 436 isn't great either. Yeah. No. Um, it's okay. Uh, but it has fans, so that puts some people off. Um, but for, at 999, yeah. you're getting. Uh, twice the storage and twice the RAM. Right, right. Um, so so. It, it would win that category, and I'm telling you, it's the only one it would win. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And everything else go to the the, the Galaxy. Yeah. I, th- I think that I think the more interesting comparison that we're going to do is the 4K Pixelbook Go that we have here in the office versus the Samsung right. Galaxy 4K. Yeah, and it's going to so, be more of a hot take versus. Yeah, it'll be more them up against each yeah. other as Chromebooks. It's more <laughs> be of more like, editorial style. Yeah, like yeah. what's what's an opinion. If you're going after a 4K Chromebook, um, you know, and I, yeah, which one's the better value? Yeah, I mean, um, because the only other 4K Chromebook available is the Lenovo, which it's uh, there again. Could sort you, of. Could yeah. you order it? No. As soon as I went to add it to my cart, it said out of stock. Yeah, you so can I'm, get you can get it on Amazon for about 700 bucks, but 4K. Yeah. Okay. But you're also talking a 15.6 inch device. Oh, it's it's big. Yeah, and it's heavy. But it's uh, the screen on it was really nice. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I remember comparing it to the MacBook Pro and being like, I think this screen's Looks better. Great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it has a great screen and it was fast. It had abysmal battery life. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so. I, and I think for me, and I like what they did. I'm glad they did a 1080 version and a 4K. I would buy the 1080 version if I were going to buy one. On the the the, the yoga. Yeah, the screen was, was a lot better on the 4K, but the screen wasn't bad on the 1080, and I'd rather have the battery life. Oh yeah, yeah. Was, it, it was, just depends. It was night and day, and that's like that's the funny thing about all of this is it's all so many things that we talk about. It it, it depends on how you are going to use the device. Because right. I've had a, a bunch of people already say like, is is you know as, as long as the overheating's not bad, you know, emailing me questions because yeah. they they want. They want me to say, "Yeah, go buy this Chromebook," right. or don't. That's that, and, yeah. and I'm trying not to give it away. But you know, I've I've emailed some people and just told them outright what I think about it. And I'm like, at the if you can deal with the battery life, this thing is golden. And um, I've had just some people say straight up, like, "Well, I'm I'm near a charger, or I'm at my desk all the time, and you're good, or I'm at home yeah. or at a coffee shop, or and I keep a battery pack on me." It's like. I'm not concerned. Like battery life is not something I buy a Chromebook for. And I'm like, oh, that's true. Like not everybody does. I mean, yeah, because I because I'll that. say this just just from using the Samsung the the early reviews that gave that talked about thermals. I don't think that was a fair shake. I don't know what they were doing, uh, but I, I, I was editing video. Wow. <laughs> We've, I've had we're, way, we're almost out of words. Way too much coffee. Video I was editing. editing video with the Pixelbook Go the other day and doing some pretty intensive stuff. All and it got uncomfortably hot on yeah. my lap. And I it mean, doesn't have a fan. When you load these things up, they're going to get, get warm. It just the, does. The Mac, the MacBook that's right here that has crazy, Most. crazy internal fans has two huge fans down on the bottom. Yeah, gets almost 
like uncomfortable I to touch to move, whenever I'm yeah, rendering video. I mean, I mean it's just the and, way it is. Yeah. It's, and it's, the Samsung gets warm like yeah. most core yeah. i if, if you do. crank it, yeah. you know, but it had, it did get better at, uh, after the 81 update. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was getting, and warm. no one said anything else about it since then either with no. the pro, when the pro came out, there was ongoing people talking about, it, and yeah. there may have been an issue with some of those devices. Yeah. Cause it, it was not fan. Like it's not, and this hasn't, yeah, this hasn't really been a, yeah. a, a cause for concern. Nobody said anything Again, else. About it gets, it. it gets pretty darn warm sometimes. Uh, but and now it feels like with the update, the only times it does that, I, I can look and be like, yeah, I'm doing that. You know, I got two yeah. videos streaming over here and I'm, you know, messaging over here and then doing some graphic work over there and 10 tabs open and multiple desktops. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm doing it. something to push it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and the minute I stop doing said thing, it yeah. cools right down. Right, um, right, right. So, I, you know, I don't think thermals are any more of a concern with this device than they are with any other laptop that's nope. out there. It's just a thing. Your phone probably gets really hot sometimes, too. Like, yeah, they, they just it's, do this. I yeah. will say I put this little tablet under a lot of load. Mm, didn't um, get warm. It's slightly, I think it's over here on the left side. It must be where the processor is. I mean, kind of, sort of warm. Like, so little warmth that I couldn't tell. It's if it probably was just from your my, hand. Right. Where, <laughs> is that where my hand was or is it getting warm? Like it's that little. And so that's awesome. Again, arm chips for the win, man. Yeah. And when we talk about value proposition, you start getting down to 200 and whatever Oof. dollars and Oof. you can get that much use out of a, a, a device. Oh, and, I can buy and, four of these and, instead of one Samsung. And, I can buy one for the whole family. Man, yeah. different can, types of can, uses. Yeah, if I can yeah. plop that down on my desk to my external monitor and work from it, and then when lunchtime rolls around, just snatch it up and fire up PUBG. Duet. Man. Let's go. Let's go. Life is changing. <laughs> people on Instagram were like, people on Instagram were like, I guess you guys are excited about the duet because <laughs> we've just been posting stuff. Yeah, there's just been well, a lot we of are, stuff man. around. Yeah, I was actually talking with uh, with one of the guys from Lenovo yesterday, and he said, yeah, I've noticed you guys have written at least one article a day about the duet for, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah we have. We're, yeah. we're excited, and from the looks of all of the interaction and emails and com we've got people emailing us from overseas saying, Hey, When's I saw the, it here. I yeah. saw it people are excited about yeah. this and for good reason. Yeah. For very yeah. good reason. It's yeah. not just a good device. It's going to be a great value. Yes. And that's like, that's the difference in dealing with a Samsung and Asus and this like Samsung. I can talk even if the battery life was awesome. Like say it got 10 hours of battery and it did everything else. Well, like it's almost like, well, home run. This is a home run Chromebook that I can't find a chink in this thing's armor. <laughs> For one, but it's a thousand dollars. So you're going to pay for all of yeah, that goodness. A lot of people aren't. A lot of people can't go out and drop a thousand dollars on a Chromebook. Like, here's this one that, yeah, it's not the fastest thing in the world, but it gets by and it does okay, and it does a lot of things better than some of the Intel-based devices, and it has some really great upside. And oh, by the way, it's dirt cheap. Well, you know, that we, changes right because I still see people buying like. Um, Acer Tab Tens, and no offense against Acer, but those rock, those are rock chip, right? Rock chip, yeah, yeah, RK, yeah, they're yep, rock chip. Yep. Those rock chip tablets yeah, that no, came out no a couple boy, years no. ago, hot garbage. I don't care if you're paying a hundred bucks for it; it's not worth well, it. We still have that thing over there. Is a rock chip? It's that rock chip. Oh 33 man, the sometimes old when it rock chip. when it has yeah. to restart, man, it'll take five minutes. It is awful. But bad. even the newer one, it, it didn't just, really help. It's, I would not recommend that device to anyone. Yeah. Chrome OS has just come too far for that chip well, to it was handle. What slow it's, yeah, out of the gate. It wasn't. It, good it was never fast to start with, and that's I think why it's so nice to have a tablet that get it out of the box and I'm using it and I'm like oh cool oh, yeah. this works yeah. 100% usable as long, again expectations I'm not expecting it to 
fly through everything and right. do everything the fastest possible, but I don't have to worry about overheating. So far, from what I can tell, the battery life's going to be ridiculous. Like Because ARM. Yeah, because, I mean, every time I've looked at it, it's, it's looking like, hey, I'm probably going to get somewhere in the realm of 10 to 14 hours <laughs> out of a, a charge. And I've not even charged it up the whole way yet. Oh, wow. I mean, it, it, it's going to be legit battery life, yeah. great screen, doesn't, we don't have to worry about overheating, and it's light enough to use as a tablet and powerful enough to get some stuff done. Like, and it's dirt cheap. Like, that, that's the, and the, the reason the, we're excited about the, this. The Chrome, well, and it's also the Chromebook market has evolved. When the Slate came out, Google, I think, saw some of this happening. And they had a plan, <laughs> maybe, they had an idea, let's say. Yeah, they had an idea. They, they had an idea for they had an idea for what it could be like, but the slate was too big and and too early in the game. And Chrome OS wasn't ready for it. And and the tablet experience was not great. So it wasn't good at the thing that it was kind of trying to do. Right? So now you have Chrome OS evolving in this way where gestures are awesome and work well and you have all these little tweaks that that Chrome OS is doing and now you have a device that's coming out I mean this one's already out but the Duet coming out that's going to be able to do the tablet part well and potentially the desktop part well and we talked about this before the iPad is a great tablet not a great desktop surfaces detachables surface go and all that are pretty good at all the desktop stuff not great at the tablet part right now you have chrome os that's going to be able to do both right and that's i mean that's to say like the <laughs> this is all still yeah, the slate if you're okay with a larger tablet i'm not if it's over 10, yeah, 10 it's too the, much if you that's my point if you are okay with that and you can get that bundle for 500 bucks the sure. slate's worth the money now sure. it wasn't yeah. when it came out it wasn't at its retail price for 500 bucks if you like having a tablet that size then Go it is it. probably the best all-in-one device you can buy oh yeah because it's I mean, powerful it's, it's beautiful it's premium the speakers are great it does everything the pen's dope if you like using a stylus it's great but i, I love using it. it 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 just doesn't do the tablet part well right I, I've even got, I was trying to force myself to use it as a tablet, like scrolling through Google News and stuff. And even in my, I have a little gray chair in my living room where I sit and have my coffee and read the news in the morning. And I have to, I have to, you know, cross my legs and lay it on there because I can't hold it up. Right. (laughs) Even if I'm trying to hold it up straight to where there isn't a lot of gravity pulling it down, it's still, man, like, and there's not a great way to grab the thing. No. So it's, it's, it's not a great tablet, but it, it is great value. Mm. If you think about a good, just overall device and it does a lot of cool things, but the duet's going to be something different for $280. So we we started with the duet. We somehow came back to the duet, but folks, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, As always, we're going to link all of the things that we talked about down in the description and on the website, chromebox.com forward slash podcast. You can get all these links, go watch all these videos that we've talked about, but thanks so much for tuning in and we will catch you all next week. See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.